again! Why am I on this hillside? I have created the perfect power source that will run perpetually. A perpetual motion machine? Yes. There's water. See? At the top, there's a dam full of water. Ah, yes. I see it. it goes down the sluice gate to that paddle. Yep, paddle. Which, which spins. Okay, like a wheel. Generates power. Generates power. The water goes down to the lower reservoir. Uh-huh. So that basically what you've invented is... Da, 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 don't, no? no, no, don't, don't, don't stop me now. It's a water wheel. It's from the, like the 1400s. And, and that's what makes it so simple yeah. and brilliant. So the water down the bottom, we had to get the water back at the top. Yes. We pump the water up with a pump, electric pump, powered by the paddle wheel, all the way back to the top reservoir, which then flows down to the paddle wheel, generating more power. Ah, uh, uh, I see. The problem is you're going to have to put more power to run the pump than you get out of water coming through the paddle wheel. I know there's friction involved. I know I'm constantly losing power. I'm not an idiot. Right. So, if you look over on the other hill over there... Ah, oh, yes, I see. Same machine, mm-hmm. two different reservoirs. The water goes down that reservoir onto the paddle wheel to the lower reservoir, generating power to a pump that takes it back up to the top. That power we pass over to this machine, powering it. So this machine is now constantly being repowered. All the extra power from this machine is then passed to that machine. That is brilliant! I know! All my concerns are allayed! Gregoire and Dan Beeston are smart enough to know better. Welcome to episode 10. We're up to two digits. 10.0. The smallest of the double digits. That's three digits. That's Yeah, I suppose. But we don't... Look, just 10. 10. Fine. 10. 10. It's, it's important. That's a 10. 10.0. 10. 10. 1.0. Yes. There you go. Which which is what in binary? Ooh, hang on. Zero. That's two. Two in binary. One. You've got... You, you, ten, you've gone backwards Seven. A hundred and... Oh, you've, God. You've gone to base... 128 or something. I like it. No, 1 0. Isn't 1 0? Because the first one is 2 to the 0. 1 0 is 1. 2 in binary. It's 2 in binary, yes. We've gone to episode 2 in binary. No, we haven't. No, We've no. Gone to Episode 2 in <laughs> binary would be 0, would be 10. No. Yes, yeah, you're right. Yes, oh, I was Jesus. right. <laughs> oh my god. I the feel best like intro ever. I feel like I'm riding the perpetual motion machine. But from don't the worry. First sketch. I'm the second perpetual motion machine, and therefore <laughs> I'm powering you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that was that was. Oh my oh, God! Dear. I thought you think after ten episodes we'd have this down. We we don't. No. Hey, so a couple of days ago, all sorts of science went ballistic in the world. Yes, unfortunately, that's terrible. Japan. Yes, earthquakes nine point zero on the Richter scale. Nine. I thought nine. you only went up to nine. No, it goes to t- goes to ten. Goes to ten. Ten is like ground is liquid. You you fall into holes like yeah. Oh, a walk of shame. Maybe the Richter scale does go above ten. Oh, I know one of the scales goes above ten and one does not, which is interesting because uh, seismologists don't use the Richter scale. No, they no, don't. It's very they don't old. It. They don't use it, but we still use it because it makes sense. Yeah. But here's, here's a question. Here's a question for you. Christchurch in New Zealand had yep. a six point three on the Richter scale size quake. Now, if you have an eight point three earthquake somewhere else, how much bigger than than the six point three is it? I know the answer to Ooh. this. It's the scale goes up exponentially. Well, so factors of ten, yeah. Factors of ten or something. Well, yeah, it's not exponentially. Yeah. Well, but it's crazy big. Yeah, that's right. So the, this one that's happened in Japan, which mm. is a nine, is like a hundred and forty times as powerful. Well, much as... more than that. No, no, six point three. Think about it. Six point three to seven point three. I hate it when you say that. You go, 
think about it. It's like, think why don't you think about it, Dan? <laughs> Obviously, you up until now, you've not been thinking no, 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 about but, it. But, but, no, because you do what I do, which is you jump to a conclusion without going through the steps. You go through the <laughs> steps, and you can see we're wrong. 6.3. Okay, 6.3? Yes. So 7.3 is 10 times higher. Okay. Right? 8.3 is 10 times higher than 7.3, which therefore yep. is 100 times... 20 t- times higher. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's 100. He just does it to shit me. Uh, 100 times bigger than 6.3. So uh-huh. 9.3 would be... 6.3, 7.3, 8.3. So 10, 100, 1,000 times higher yeah. to 9.3. Yeah. So it's it's huge. It's, it's like 1,000 times bigger than the slightly under 800 yeah, times well, bigger. Yeah, well, anyway, I read 140 on a website the other day. Well, so. they were wrong. So, but it'd have to be on a curve, wouldn't it? If you were 6 and yes. then you went up to 8 then that would go up 100-fold. Yes. And if you were 6.5 and went up to 8.5, that would go yes. up 100-fold. Yes. But if you went from 6.5 to 7, that wouldn't go up 5-fold? No, 6.5 no, no, to wouldn't. 8, you, you, you wouldn't <laughs> go up... <laughs> this is a very confusing statistics thing. Ring in statistics and tell us why we're wrong. But the if you think, once again, think about it, uh, 6.3 to 7.3 <laughs> is 10, 7.3 to 8.3 is 100. If it went to 9.3, it would be 1,000. So it's not 1,000 times higher. It was only to 9. From what I was looking on, on the news, to back me up on this, it was actually 800 times bigger, which when you think about it... I've got to stop saying that now. I say it all the time. I've got to think about thinking about it. It's about 800 times. Anyway, it's huge. When you see the video footage of Japan, Japan's earthquake is terrible tragedy. The, the one that shocked me, not the wave. I sort of seen tsunamis before in, in 2004, the Indonesian ones. Yeah. And the, that was sort of. I got used to tsunamis, what they look like. What really amazed me and horrified me was video footage: people standing on the ground in the cities, watching their skyscrapers sway. And ah. I don't mean I don't mean a little bit. I mean like just back and forth, this terrible swaying, which would be terrifying to me in a city where suddenly the 50-story building next to you it, it decides to move. Snap! It just goes somewhere. Yeah, I don't know if they fell down, but they because they're designed to survive. Yeah. Earthquakes. Amazing construction. Uh, just unbelievable. It's this tragedy, terrible tragedy. Shocking. One odd thing, though, that I saw come out of it is that on Facebook, the social networking mm. paradigm, the Frog Princess has noticed uh, a couple of people saying, oh, we've got to pray for the people in Japan. Yeah, oh, yes. Which is pretty standard in this yeah, sort of thing. Yeah. But mm. someone said, and this has happened a couple of times, please pray for the people in Japan, even if you don't believe in God. <laughs> and... This breaks my brain. What? Yes. Because there's this implication. Okay, Uh. you don't believe in God, Mm. but pray anyway. Mm. Mm. Because if he hears your prayer, this omnipotent deity, he'll be tricked. It's it's um it's a, a degenerate form of Pascal's wager, which is the idea that even if you don't believe in God, you mm. might as well say you do. Hedge your bets. Because when you go to heaven, you've tricked God into getting into heaven. He's so dumb. He's so dumb. Uh, this is the same thing. Even if you don't believe in God, pray, because God will collect up the little balls of prayer energy and use them to stop the earthquake horror. But the thing is... If you do believe in God, then he's the one who just totaled a big chunk of the coastline or, of Japan. Or the very little or the very least let it happen. Yeah. That's the two choices you've got. Either it, it, he, she, it, the three, whatever the Godhead yeah. either made it happen or let it happen. Yeah. You have the two choices you have in life. You can't say because otherwise you're an impotent, powerful God. It's yeah. not impotent, powerful. If, if it couldn't be stopped, that meant your God is not all powerful. Therefore, yeah. you have a whole different. Woo, 
dear. Big problems. Big problems. But yeah. Anyway, we're not here to discuss people's faith. That's pretty weird, though. I must admit to say pray anyway. I also think that fits into the concept of, I heard someone say to me, well, atheists actually believe in God, really. Deep down inside, we actually believe in God. No. We just hide behind the fact that we, we say we don't because we want to be cool or accepted in society or whatever oh, is it is. That, is that what being an atheist... It, it, I didn't realise being an atheist meant I was accepted into society. Yeah, and, and, That's and, very and, exciting. And I'm doing, looking forward to that. You're just doing it to run with the run with the crowd because nothing makes me laugh more than when, when Christians try to make themselves like the hard done by minority. Oh, yeah, We're yeah. hard done by... We, we only have people in all levels of government controlling all aspects of your life. You wouldn't understand our white boy pain. It's like... Mm, <laughs> it frustrates me. You damn atheists. We're the minorities. We're still... You know, Romans used to have Christians eaten in the Colosseum. Actually, no, they did. That never actually happened. But even if it did, you go, that was 2,000 years ago. You run the world. You won. You won the game. And now we're changing it. Yeah. Ooh, that sounds very bitter. Angry. Angry. Yeah. Well, anyway. to my side. <laughs> But talking about earthquakes, yes. So a thing that annoyed me very, very, very muchly was an astrologer. You know it's going to go well here. I'm not even going to say his name because I don't want to give him any more credence. Yeah. A stupid theory, which he was saying that on the 18th of this month there is going. Which well, if you listen to this, it's just passed. There's going to be a super moon, which means I imagine the man in the moon taking off giant spectacles <laughs> and getting into a phone box. <laughs> It would have to be bigger than the moon. That's crazy. And the supermoon is when the moon gets closer to the Earth. Then it, 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 it's a slightly elliptical orbit. So this is the perigee? Yes. It's the closest approach to the Earth. And he's saying that's what earthquakes have formed. That's what 2004, the earthquake and tsunami, that's mm-hmm. what this one is. And it's been proven, totally proven incorrect. Yeah. It's one of those things, it's, it's bunkum. Yeah. Total bunkum. But he's pushing it going, oh, look, oh, I said on the 18th the moon was going to be closer and cause earthquakes. Look at this earthquake. It happened on the 12th. Therefore, it happened. You go, that's seven days earlier, six to seven days earlier. The uh. moon is not, it's only four week cycle. So uh. two weeks in, it's far away and two weeks it's close. Uh. So it's halfway, it's halfway between. What are you trying to say? It's is, nowhere near as close as it's been the three weeks before that and yes. then four weeks before that it's, it's, and four it's, weeks it's, before that. It's, it's just one of those, it's one of those, oh, the, the, the earthquakes were anticipating oh. it getting at its closest. Obviously it's getting as it gets close enough. Now this stuff really frustrates me. I remember when I was young and beautiful, a girl I really, really liked came and she was really, really upset and she knew that I liked science and she said, Oh, I've heard about this conjunction of seven planets. Oh, a I conjunction, like and we're going to line up. And my boyfriend, oh, she had a boyfriend. Uh, my boyfriend told me that all the planets are going to line up and the gravity is going to tear us apart. And and she was really worried. She wasn't just, oh, by the way, we're yeah. going to And you were sitting there going, tear you guys apart, <laughs> huh? <laughs> that's a work for... That's what, that's oh, what I, I, I see what you're getting at, yes. <laughs> I had to kind of explain that the, this doesn't make... It's such a small difference. It doesn't matter. It, 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 yes, there is... There will be, everything has gravitational force and everything else in the universe, but planets lining up in a line doesn't make jack crap difference for tearing our planet asunder. It happens quite often. The moon and the earth... Uh, I mean, most of our tides come from the moon, but a quarter of our tides come from the sun. Mm. So it, it, all this concept of, oh, we're going to get ripped to pieces. I mean, the, did you... I didn't understand how the tides worked at one point in such a way that I figured that... It's if magic, the moon, isn't it? It's if magic. the moon just vanished, mm. I figured that the, the ocean would just go flat mm. pretty much immediately. Like, the moon was tugging away at that. What is? But it's, it's, but it's not, because it's, it's, it's feeding in a little bit of energy just to keep the, the swell up. I mean, the, the, the tides... 
But energy is a, it, a wave that goes around the yes, Earth. Yes, but so friction would put, stop it pretty quickly. It would it would slow down, but the very thing quickly. Is, yeah. If you if you stopped the tides mm. and then put the sun and the moon in there, it would take a while for those tides to actually uh, hit those waves. I, I mean, don't know if that's it's right. Not, it's not I, just pulling the energy up. It's like a just. I don't have to argue that point because the Earth that we're standing on, the actual ground, yeah, goes up by a meter during during the when the moon goes round. The whole p- bold the planet's surface actually deforms. But when you compare a meter to yeah. the diameter of the Earth, 6,000 kilometres or so, I think. That's yep. about right. So, so when you compare 6,000 kilometres to one metre, it's a tiny percentage. Yeah. But, but the actual ground we're standing on is being lit. That's dirt and everything going up and down. It, it, the whole planet lifts as the moon goes around. Yeah. That's why the water moves even more, because water is liquid and it does further. Mm-hmm. I know what you're saying. Yes, it, it's imp- energy imparted into a system. But if you took away the moon, we still have tides because the sun would still give us our tides. We have about a quarter the size yeah. of our tides. But, but if you got rid tides. of both of those gravitational forces... Just clicked on. And, and, ...and you let it all settle, and then you activated them again, it would take a while for the for the tides to get as large as they would like to, pow- to power up again. I'm going to... Uh, I'm like gonna, a whirlpool in a round pool. I'm going to... Yes, it would, but it, 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 the moon is tugging quite hard on the on the surface of the Earth. It's pretty close. It's a quarter the size of our of our Earth. It's a massive moon compared to all the other planets, and it's pretty damn close. It's, it hangs in the side like a baleful eye. Haven't you seen it? It watches me. Do, do weights change when the... Yes. So if you had like a one-ton weight mm. and you measured it when the moon was above it, mm-hmm. then it would be lighter by yeah. a substantial amount. Not a substantial amount, but it would be lighter, yes. The moon, the gravity of the moon would be pulling... If it was above you... It seems to be pulling a lot of weight of water up. It is. Yeah, it is. But that's... that's yes, it is. It's pulling it up as it goes. But it's not, you're not substantially different. I don't know how... I'm going to look into this. We should. But it is, it is, it is actually pulling. It's, it's a very big, powerful system. Plug but supermoon, don't panic, ladies and gentlemen. It passed anyway. Don't listen to this astrologer lunatic. It's not true. Don't take my word for it. I'm just some guy. There's a very clever man called Phil Plate, who's an astronomer and very clever gentleman. And he has written many, many articles about this on the Discovery blog. I'll send the link to the notes and you go read that and pass it on to everyone you know and go, Supermoon is a rubbish theory. Because let's face it, the big point, once again, I was like, follow the money. Follow the money. It's my, my all, <laughs> all skeptic stuff. Follow the money. If seismologists and geologists could simply correlate the moon as the driving force of earthquakes, yeah. they would be able to offer insurance companies perfect uh, earthquake predictions. Mm-hmm. And that means insurance companies could say, very sorry, Mr. Beeston, you can't insure your property for earthquakes because you live in a certain place that's very tectonically unstable and at a certain time you're going to have an earthquake we're not going to insure you they'd save billions he this person would make make billions Mm. if you can actually predict that clearly you're the richest person in the world that's why i know it doesn't exist because people aren't out there making a frigging truckload you you have idiots out there maybe they are out there making a truckload oh yes and they're just keeping it really quiet that's it well Mm, why is the delicious conspiracy why isn't the guy who came up with the supermoon theory he's making money by bilking scared people which is disgusting but that he's making small fry cash compared to someone who is actually able to predict earthquakes follow the money always follow the money and you will see the stuff that we are skeptical about is rubbish because they're not making cash out of it if they could read your mind if they could predict the moons if they could make a magic panacea they would be wealthy and no matter how much they say they're better people because they're doing it spiritually honestly most people are in it for the cash <laughs> is that cynical? I don't know. It is a little bit cynical. <laughs> and also true. <laughs> very excited. Very, very excited. Me too. I'm always very excited. About what? I have an interview. What? A brilliant interview with a brilliant man. 
What? A gentleman by the name of Philip Escoffi. But we... What? He's, he's a magician, and he's a sceptic, and he's a con man, and he's a mentalist, and it's great! I'm sure it is. Welcome, Mr. Philip Escoffi, to Smart Enough to Know Better, here in the Smart Enough to Know Better comedy blimp, high above lovely Adelaide, Australia. It's, yeah, I'm slightly, slightly vertigoed. I, I know, it, it's, a, it's a monumentous machine that we have, bought with our... Are we in the gondola? Yes, of course, Wales, we you could, I wouldn't let you in the, uh, in the balloon, would we? No, That's where no, the no. gas is. Yes. And we're too poor to afford helium, yes. so it's all hydrogen up there. Oh, put this out, then. The <laughs> Thanks for going with me on that. That's good. That makes it sound a lot more presentable and I, I like rich. to put my interviewer at ease. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So, Mr. Escoffi, Mr. Philip Escoffi. Philip, please, yes. Oh, yes. I'm going to preen for a moment. I can now call him Philip. Philip, for the listeners who maybe don't know who you are, who are you? Why am I even bothering talking to you? <laughs> that was my first question. <laughs> I'm nobody. I'm a, I'm a performer of sorts, and I'm here at the Adelaide Fringe, mm -hmm. performing my second show in Australia called Six More Impossible Things Before Dinner, which is a sort of wry and sceptical look at belief and, and that kind of thing. So you're, from what I know of you and from what I've seen of your shows so far, you, some people might call you a, a mentalist, yes. a magician, yes. a purveyor of the dark arts. Yes. That's all those sort of wonderful things. Yes. Your job, your passion, I suppose, is to, is to trick people, yes? No. No? No, that's not my passion. That's a, I've always maintained that if, if, if topiary was the best way to make the points I want to make, then I'd be on stage trimming hedges. Mm. It just happens that mentalism is a good way of... of of getting across the points that I want to make, which are about why we believe the things we believe, why you believe what you believe, and I believe what I believe. And given that we're all ostensibly similar people, we're all sort of, all went to school, we're all fairly privileged, um, that there is such a sort of diversity of belief amongst us as a society, that, 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 that intrigues me. Did your skills lead you to be able to now work in this area of looking at what people believe, or is that something you've always wanted to... Did you try and gain these skills to, or did you work towards these skills to actually work in this area? I think, I think they sort of... They fed each other. They, they, they sort of... They've, they've chugged along hmm. sort of independently, but alongside each other, and they, they feed into each other. As I get older, certainly my desire to get on stage and show off, in effect, mm. gets less and less. Oh, okay. Gets um, less, really, less and less. Yes, absolutely. I, I, I wrote and well, co-wrote and directed a, a show at Edinburgh this year for the first time, and loved that. Loved that process. So you weren't actually. So you gave. I wasn't performing. Not performing at all. No. Right. I see. Um, now nah, it was a show about um, a spirit medium, mm -hmm. um, and oh. it was a comedy, but also, again, again, it sort of left the audience really wondering what they'd seen in that the, the medium spent the first 20 minutes doing the usual shtick mm. but then started hitting the audience with some really sort of accurate and seemingly unknowable stuff so they were in a bit oh. of a it was a what was, it, um, me, what was the name of the show? Um, Ian de Montford Touching the Dead very good we did want it to be called Ian de Montford Touching Dead People, but um, <laughs> Edinburgh didn't want us to call it that. Strangely enough, mm. I wonder. Okay, so... You can imagine if you just communicated with children what the title would have been. <laughs> it's, it's not me. Mm -hmm. You know, I must understand. I don't want to be doing a show about touching children, but mm. that's what actually happened. Touching so, dead children. Touching dead children, of that's, that's okay. Is that, that's, oh, that, is, that, is that more wrong? I don't, is it, that's a good question. Yeah. That's a very good question. Is it more wrong to touch dead children? 
So would you prefer me? Would pedophilia. you prefer me to wait for your child to be dead before I interfered with it? Would that make you feel better? This isn't going the way I thought it would. <laughs> this is where our interviews seem to always go to. Yes, no. you're not the first person. No. I have this gift. Well, are you the common thread? Yes. And, <laughs> well, it's, actually, I'm starting to realise it probably is me. Oh no! It seems to me a lot of uh, magicians or mentalists or whatever. You want to, what, is, what is a good term for? It seems like is is it, just anything is anything you like is sort of yeah. Sort of, is con man? Yeah, it's an unfortunate term. No, or? no. I mean, I, I when I when I did the show at the art centre in Melbourne, the, on the post trip was uh, mind reader or con man, you decide. Right. So, so you don't take offence to that term. No, not at That's all. That's something you're doing for. No. So it's, it's an honest con man, as they say. <laughs> Magicians that you hear about, and or, or con men, or roustabouts, all the ones that are all the, that are quite famous for me now seem to have a very sceptical bent. They are people like James Randi. Uh, you know, have you heard of him? Oh, James, of course, but I wouldn't say he's a magician now. No, no, he's, well, no. He's in his eighties now. Yes, yes, he um, hanging on. He does more. Um, he just uh, lectures. Yes, does lots. Of, yes, right, and, and does a lot of skepticism stuff. That's where I. That's all he does. I thought all he does. I, I learned about J. Rest. Yes, of course. Yes, J. Yes. Rest. Uh, that's why I first learned about him. I didn't when I heard about James Randi originally. It was not. I didn't even know he was a magician. Yeah. And then later, yeah, and he on, was an escapologist mainly. Oh right. Mm-hmm. Okay. There you go. Well, he the, was the, the milk churn escape was his 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 ah, his big thing okay. in, in the day. Yeah, uh, he was the one who who, um, pointed out. Of course, I mean, we can't go into the whole thing of homeopathy, and and he um, he caught my attention when he would overdose on stage on homeopathic Mm. uh, remedies, and I just loved that. And I went, oh, I I hate to find out who this man was. And you know, last year there was the 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 mass one, the mass one in the UK. I mean, I'm not I'm not affiliated to any sceptical organisations either. for various reasons, but I, I did like what they did last year in the UK because we're we, we're quite upset. I say we, and on this I do join them. That that my tax pounds do go into the National Health Service mm. to fund certain certain regional health authorities fund homeopathy on the NHS. And if I had a child who needed dialysis and there wasn't a machine to do that, because yes. some of the budget had been spent on some C thirty. Echinacea dilution, I'd be a bit miffed. Yes, it's, and rightly so. So it's, they did a mass overdose around the around the various <laughs> health authorities. Which it's not, and my, of course, nobody died. Nobody did. It's, it's, how odd. It isn't it? It's just weird. I, never, I, I must admit, homeopathy boils my blood. Uh, it's yeah. one of those things I can't. I, I just oh, whoo, homeopathy. Anyway, uh, so a lot of the magicians that I said, we've mentioned James Randi and, yeah. and and others as well, seem to have a very sceptical bent. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, it would be fair to say that if you get into this profession and this passion that you have mm-hmm. for it, uh, you have that sort of mind that leads you into conman type tricks. I think, I think, I think for every magician that you cite that is, has got a sceptical bent, there are a few out there who start to believe their own power as well and go the other way with it. Now that was the, that was the honest comment. Just to jump yeah. in here, do, do you think they honestly? I mean, you can't speak for other the people. The thing is, of you just don't call the magicians when they're called Yuri Geller, do you? Then there's a big one. Yes, but, of course. But I do. I think he's an incredibly talented magician, Yuri Geller. Actually, no, there's much better spoon benders than him. As a wise man once said to me, if he really could bend metal with his mind, don't you think he'd do something a little more useful? You know, is John Edwards a magician? Well, mm. not in the sense that he doesn't make a hanky disappear or a rabbit mm. appear. But yes, he's a magician in that he's making an audience believe he's done something, but, but n- without revealing how he's done it. I will say, I don't believe John Edward believes what he's mm. doing is real. Absolutely. That's my and, belief. And, and, yeah, I, 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 I'd go further than that personally that it's you know it's not just a belief mm. if you watch the credits on a john edwards show 
and they go at American speed, so you can't watch them unless yes. you're frame by frame. In the, in the smallest font that is legally allowed, it says, John Edwards relies on third-party information. <laughs> there you go. That's in the I, credits. I have no idea. There so you I go. think it goes beyond a belief. So it's, it's, a, it's a fact. He, yes. So by law, he has to pretty much say, I am tricking people. Yes. yes. That's quite weird. Yes. So, now, he would argue those third parties are the spirits, but I don't think that that was the... Um... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there is spirit law, is there? Not, no. even, not even in America. No. I'm, I'm pretty certain the spirit... Once you're dead... Suit by a spirit... That's a well, then, yeah, litigious, litigious ghost. It'd be quite interesting, actually, wouldn't it, to bring a lawsuit against someone like John Edwards as a spirit? He'd have to actually. I watch... feel I've like been misrepresented by John Edwards. Well, it, it would be interesting because he'd have to either say, he, he "This is all rubbish." Yeah, exactly. This is total rubbish because if, it don't exist. If you created a case whereby the only way he could get out of it is to acknowledge that that spirit <laughs> can't possibly exist. <laughs> but so the problem with that, he would just say, the, let's say it was me, he mm. would say, uh, Gregoire has no power. I know because I'm John Edwards. Yeah, yeah, he, he honestly can't speak for the dead. Yes. Well, I can. Yes. And they're actually telling me everything's great. Yes, you're absolutely right, but I enjoyed the, I enjoyed the fantasy briefly. <laughs> How far back to the start, your interest in this sort of field? I, I, I mean, I was a needy child. I probably wasn't hugged enough, so I got I, I got a box of tricks and I enjoyed the attention that garnered. Mm. Uh, so about the age of six, I think most of that. Yeah, but well, a box of tricks in yes. the way that you probably got a box of magic tricks mm. at some point in your in your childhood. I um, <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> I remember quite clearly getting them and then doing them and doing them so badly. I think my parents. I just, thought you said I'd been banned. No, 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 bad. no, 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 badly. And my parents just like, oh, great, you're yeah. very clever. And, yes. and, but I think I had a very, very active sense of sarcasm at that point, so I, I just slunk away. And now look at me! Damn you, parents! Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, the interest in, in... I don't know why we develop these interests, why some people are, uh, are into sci-fi and some people are into car engines, mm. and um, I guess it's a mixture of environment and upbringing and, and perhaps genes to a certain extent. Mm. Um... I just, I just, I've always felt that a, a disheartening and 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 difficult truth is infinitely more beautiful than a than a, a, a perfectly presented lie. There's just something much more inherently mm. satisfying about a truth, even if it's not a comfortable one initially. Where it leaves you ultimately is in a far, in, I don't know what the word is, a far steadier place, a far more enlightened place. Um, I don't really mind what is. I, just as long as it's true. Mm. The, mm. It's so I personally find it. Uh, I'm kind of a skeptic. I'm an atheist, and I say it on podcasts a lot. I'm an atheist. Uh, it took me a long time to say that, but mm. that's something. <laughs> Jonathan Miller made a lovely point. The famous academic mm. in the UK. He said, "I do rather resent the term atheist. I mean, after all, we don't have a special word for people who don't believe in fairies, do we? <laughs> it's almost I, do, I don't like to be defined mm. by my it's by my sort of nihilistic belief. It's yes. a strange concept to it's, me. It, no, I mean, I'm as much an atheist as I am a, a, a splat, yeah, whatever well, that is. Of course, the famous one is not playing soccer is not a sport. Yes. Uh, so it's, it's, it's defining yourself." As not a soccer player. Yes. Hello, I'm Greg, and I'm not, not a, a soccer, soccer player. player. Exactly. Yes. Perfect. That's it. Love it's it. it's, uh, it's it, it is it is odd, but you've got to as yeah. these labels. Humans need labels, and, and it's one that I. Yeah, so it means we can communicate. Yeah, that's one way to go. I'm a person who doesn't believe in religion, mm. and that's. I mean, even atheists. I mean, for me personally, I, I say atheist because uh, people say, "Oh, I, I don't believe in organized religion, but I'm spiritual." And you start going, ah, you know, it, it's these shades of grey make it very difficult. Mm. So where the hell, like nuns, like not nuns, as in people and wimples, uh, as in uh, 
if you take a census of, of, of religions in, in, in the country, mm-hmm. you can take none. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but none is a very wide word. Yes, like I don't like the Pope. Yes, none. Absolutely. Uh, or I don't believe in God. None. Yes. You know, it's big. big did the whole Jedi thing make its way over here it, in it, the census? It did it in Australia. Yes, that was a couple of years ago. But um, sorry, I'm from London, by the way, dear oh, listeners. They'll know who you are. No, will will they help? <laughs> uh, the uh, this is water being poured. Um, it's not ectoplasm. Don't ruin the magic. Well, that's millions of dollars of special effects. The, um, with the Jedis especially, I, I know this is... My mother told me, because she worked for the Census Department at the time, and because uh, lots of people ran around going, write down Jedi, write down Jedi, it's very important you write down Jedi. Ah, we'll stuff up the government. And my mother just said, well, when they came in, what we did was just went, none. Or, or rejected it. Like, so it meant no difference. Mm. It didn't, even though the people were doing it, in, in yeah. Australia anyway. Ap- myth, apocryphally, the, the idea is that the Jedi then became accepted as a, uh, yes. to be accepted as a religion. Yeah, and it was total. Um, total bollocks. Yes. Not in Australia anyway. Yes. So pa- paganism has just been now uh, given the full rights of a religion in the UK in the last year, which is interesting. Oh, okay. So we have to... I think in Australia it has been for a while. Uh, why I mention that is my, my parents owned land and my father was tongue-in-cheek, but seriously tongue-in-cheek, talking up installing some sort of stone. So if he put in, he put in like a pagan worshipping stone, it meant the land would be on a different tax sort of right. area. Yeah. And, and, I, and I remember staring at him going, you would, wouldn't you? <laughs> but it's a, it's a dangerous game because, you know, someone finds out and then you've got Wiccans on your property and mm-hmm. you've got to spray them. You know, it, yes. it becomes difficult. So. Anyway, I think I've come off the track here slightly. Doing these sort of... Uh, Trick. You, you say you're doing it to show different sorts of beliefs, especially in new types of shows. So mm. the uh, uh, six impossible things before dinner and six more impossible things before dinner. The is there a danger by showing off these abilities that you have, these, these practiced abilities mm-hmm. that you have, and then hiding them in as in belief and not belief that you may give people the idea that this actually exists? For those, you know, for those that want to believe, I'm giving them fuel. Because, I'm sorry, just break inside. I mean, because I've watched your, your show, the latest one, the uh, six, six More Impossible Things Before Dinner, and I can't work them out, strangely enough, as you probably designed it to be. Now, if I was over a mindset, I could say, well, you are psychic. Mm. You and, I, and, and I get many emails to that effect, mm. even suggesting how clever it is that I pretend not to be psychic to avoid difficult questions or being probed <laughs> or whatever it is that they think. Mm. Um... Uh, but but this, I, th- I think all I'm doing is bringing things to the surface. I don't think I'm creating any anything there. Mm. Um, in the same way that I don't think psychics are actually um, the, the the cause. They're a symptom. They're mm. a symptom of uh, of a need, and um, it's 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 no coincidence that as we've become more secular as a society, psychics and that mm. kind of thing. Have, have have increased. I mean, spiritualism yes. didn't exist until eighteen fifty six or seven, till the Fox Sisters started wrapping their their toes. I don't, I don't know if you want me to go into that oh, in yeah, more please detail. Do, please do. Kate and please. Margaret Fox, the two American girls who, in eighteen fifty, bored as teenagers, decided to they they, they realised they could click their toes and create this rapping noise and. And and, <laughs> and and very quickly this, this, this took off. Then you had the First World War, so millions of bereaved mothers and wives and daughters and, 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 and sort of science taking over from religion but still not able to answer the ultimate question of what happens to us when we die and all these mm. things came together. Sort of confluence so of so things. It's that recent. It's, it's that early, recent. early 20th century. Yeah, for a lot yeah of absolutely. And when the wow. Fox sisters 50 years later sort of came out and explained how they'd done it all, they were dismissed as nutters. Um, the movement was too big. There were too many people emotionally and financially invested in it. It had already become huge business. 
Right. Um, I'm reading a rather good book at the moment called The Attack of the Unsinkable Rubber Ducks. Mm. And um, the point is raised that why, why was the church so against this? Because anything that sort of reinforces the idea of an afterlife... Mm. But as, as the, the author points out, McDonald's don't want another burger joint opening down the road, do they? <laughs> um, it's, it's, so they were very outspoken against... I've always found it weird with miracles and magic. Uh, it, it's okay if it's miracles. So if, mm-hmm. if you have cancer and, and you pray to some dead nun and, and your cancer goes away, mm-hmm. uh, and, and as long as you do it three times, mm-hmm. boop, bam, she's a saint and it's a miracle. Uh, but if, uh, if I get you, Philip Scoffy, to, to do something above my kidneys and suddenly my cancer goes away, you're a witch. Yes. And, and they burn, well, they wouldn't burn it at stake anymore, but they no. wouldn't say it's a miracle. Especially if you said, my powers do not come from God. Absolutely. Uh, but as I say, they don't want another burger joint opening down the road. Yes, yes. It's in, not... Impinging on their authority and their power. And of course, the church was mm. the, they, they were the holders of all the academic power until the sort of the middle of the 19th century, mm. that all the academics were funded and sponsored by the church. So, But people have always believed odd things, just different things in different times. I mean, mm. Charles... Um, Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. Oh, he believed in fairies. Yeah, oh, more than that. I mean, oh, okay. he believed in all of it. And that, that was a great paradox that he created the most rational, lucid character. Mm. And of course, a lot of psychic side him is, you know, well, he, if anyone, knew the other side of it, how you could sort of extrapolate mm. information by the ring that the person's wearing or the way they fold their arms, all this yes. kind of thing. And yet, in, in, in private, he was, he was the most fervent believer in pretty much anything. In all the, in all the sort of yeah. the woo, yeah. all the weirdness. So, so people have always believed odd things. I mean, nowadays, it, it's, it's aliens. Right? Well, I mean, especially, maybe more so. And psychics, and, uh, massively. And, I mean, six billion dollars last year in the United States. Really? And proportionally that's, the same oh. in, a, in Australia and in America. That's crazy. You're big on water diviners here in Australia because you yes. have a water problem. Yeah. are spent, and despite the fact there's not a single shred of any kind of empirical mm. evidence. And the water diviners are interesting because they tend to be amongst the most sincere. You mentioned earlier that mm. someone like John Edwards, you believe, knows that he's a charlatan mm. or, or, or not doing what he claims to be doing. Mm. Um, and and that, that there is a very big distinction between that psychic who genuinely believes mm. that, that they have some power and that that cynically um, doing it. Water diviners, as, as a rule, are really surprised when they're put into a situation where they can't do what they do without realising it. They're, they're just they're sort of discombobulated. They sort of can't understand why it didn't work. Didn't work that time. Yeah. Or a lot of the time, I suppose the, the human mind rationalises these things by saying, oh, something changed it, or it was picking up a different water mm-hmm. can. I saw, I saw an experiment... Uh, uh, a, a double-blind experiment a diviner tried to do it on a TV show, and I was very interested with this experiment. They put um, pots of water. Mm-hmm. Well, they, they had one pot of water and many other pots in this yes. tent, and they walked around the tent trying mm-hmm. to divine it, and he couldn't find yes. it. Uh, but he kept thinking it was something else. There was something. Well, then there's always a reason, of course. Yes. There's always, but that's um, it, isn't the idiomotor effect. Yes. Your muscles pull yes. on the side. Absolutely. Same thing as those terrible... Which is what a Ouija board is all about. I mean, ah. people think a Ouija board is some mysterious African tribal, whatever. It's, mm. it's, it's a yes-yes board. It's the German and French for yes. We are. We course. and yeah. And it was a board game brought out by... <laughs> How could I have never noticed that? Um, all these, that's so weird, of course. Um, the Parker brothers who created Monopoly brought that out as a game just to, to, to manifest the idiomotic response and it didn't really do very well and then the spiritualist movement appropriated it for their as so, it became so a communication it, so, so it's in reverse to what I thought yes. I thought it existed and then Parker Brothers no no, no 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 they created right. it yes, they created it as a game just to you know for the family to demonstrate this 
curious thing called the idiomotor response. And an interesting point here is if um, one of those wonderful things I've learned, if you go up to even someone, not every rational person, but most people I've talked to, if you say, do you believe in God? No. Uh, do you believe in all the magic? No. But then you say, I have a Ouija board in front of me. Mm-hmm. Let's ooh, use it. Ooh, don't want to do that. That's right. And they won't, they won't use it. And even very rational we people. Had a friend who, we had a friend who he did it once and, and, and um, two weeks later he, he was in a terrible, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yes. And, uh, and, the, and the myths it's, uh, prop up the myth. Do you, do you remember the, a long time ago, this very old Simpsons episode where Bart Simpson sells his soul to his friend Milhouse? Mm. It's very old. He's talking yeah. about a 20-year-old. And, and in that, he, he, gets very, he, he sells it for $5 or something. He gives Milhouse, I owe you my soul. Mm-hmm. And all these bad things happen to him. Mm-hmm. The devil turns up and all that stuff. Now, many, move on many years later, a friend of mine actually did that to me. And we're discussing this conversation. And he very cleverly, this is at the start of my, my burgeoning skepticism and my, my, this is where, part, where my life's now gone. And he did the same thing to me. He said, any amount of money you want, I will hand it to you. Uh, I, I want your soul. I want you to write. I owe, I, I won't say his name, this friend of mine. Uh, I, 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 I own blow out my soul. And so I said, joking, he said, okay, $50. And he reached into his wallet and he put it on the table in front of me. Could I pick that $50 up at that time? Mm-hmm. No, I could not do it. And I, I have to admit that. I, I, and I, I couldn't work out. Uh, now I'd be no problem at all. I'll do it for no problem at all. And I've actually, later on, I actually went and asked him for the money again. And, and he, I, I, he handed it to me, this years later. And then I handed it straight back and said, that's, you know. Could you sell your mother's soul now? Uh, yes, it wouldn't matter to me. It doesn't mean anything anymore. That's, you're talking different for more than 10 years and, 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 a, and a mind change. But yeah. these things had to happen. Yeah. Like these things, you have to go through these processes. You do, you do. Because uh, no one is born, uh, I don't believe anyone, no one is born religious or skeptic. Uh, or whatever terms yeah. you want to use, you have to you 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 um you you develop in a certain yes. way, I think. And invariably, you know, ninety nine percent of people share the religion of their parents. Yes, and I don't yes. think that's a coincidence. No, that's right. well, and uh, I, I I do have religious parents, but lapsed religious parents, mm-hmm. uh, and so they don't they're not practicing religious people. But I know they do have some religious beliefs. Yeah. Uh, um, and and I know that. But they're, they're, they're the sort of people who go, oh, well, you'll work out what you, everything, you know, they're not, uh, I suppose they're, they're, they're as Protestant as Protestant can be. Yes. You know, that, you know the, the, as it is, it says, uh, the, the C of E, you know, well, today I'm going to read from this, uh, this, this catalogue, you know, it's, I found in the hedge. Yeah. You know, it's that kind of, I grew up in that. Yes. There's probably a God, he's probably very nice, yes. it's all going to be okay. Yes. And then, very, I think it's very easy to then step into, none of this exists. Yes. Uh, can I ask, do you mind asking your, your family's religious background? Um, my mother is, is pretty atheistic. Mm-hmm. I think my father has a quiet need mm. for mm. some kind of sense of a greater being. But mm-hmm. it's very un, un sort of, he doesn't proselytise in any way. And is, you know, yeah, it's, 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 it's pretty irrelevant. Mm. Pretty irrelevant. So similar, so we come from a similar mm. basis. Yeah. Really. Okay. And my mother always kept her sort of atheism, though, pretty, pretty tacit. I wasn't aware of it until fairly recently, actually. Okay. Um, I suppose a woman in the... Yes, yeah, so you can see why, though. It makes more, more sense. I just think, in the same way that she kept her fear of spiders from me, she just didn't want to sort of condition <laughs> me in any way by her beliefs, which I admire her hugely for. That's a, yeah, that's yeah. interesting, I suppose. Mm. Okay, that's that's weird. So as you, so you never really had a very strong religious background then. Oh, that was a choir boy, and, and right. you know, school assemblies in a mm. in a sort of C of E school, and so I, I know the hymns. And um, there's a lovely choir, and I'm going to slightly butcher it, but it's um, 
if it was just down to the to the music in the buildings, we'd all be religious. But mm. luckily, there are vicars there to redress the imbalance. <laughs> you know, there's nothing nicer than a church and a hymn. It's, it's beautiful. It's um, lovely. It is. Right. Tim Minchin does a, um, a very bad song about Christmas. How he mm. loves Christmas. In fact, we did it for the, the we put it on for our Christmas episode. Uh, and it's a very good point. Is the songs are beautiful and and. The, you know, what they're saying is a bit dodgy, uh, but and I have to agree with that too. It's, it's, uh, how can you not like art? I mean, let's face it. In, for most of human history, well, Western history, uh, religion was the people who could afford to, to 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 be the patrons of the arts. Yes. So of course we're all going to be religious. Yes, absolutely. Uh, but it doesn't mean it's yeah. Yes. You can break. You should break the art from the artist. Yes. So, I'm, I'm talking too much here. <laughs> from my very limited knowledge mm-hmm. of, of mentalism, they try and say. Oh, I'm looking at your face, I'm looking into yes. your eyes, and I'm picking up these certain things. Yes. Now, you can answer or not, it's up to you, oh, but well, I don't, I don't believe I'm that's very what's happening. about that. I don't believe that's what's happening. I, I, you saw, you saw the show, I, I, I mm. there's very little to suggest I'm claiming that in my show. No, um, hey, sometimes you look at people, like in the line I saw tonight, mm-hmm. uh, this, by the way, unfortunately, this is probably going to run uh, sort of after the Adelaide Festival yeah, is yeah. over, so it's not going to be, this, this was the Adelaide Festival, you should have come along in 2011 because it was great, get to the 2012 ones, even know where you are in the world. Mm-hmm. There you go. Uh, <laughs> plug there. The, you do occasionally look at people, you turn around and look at someone and say, ah, yes, no, it's the bar, and, and you do look at them. Yes. Um, but uh, yes, maybe I, I'm, I'm, I'm not conscious of particularly when or when uh, where I do that. Um, uh, a good friend and colleague of mine, a guy called Darren Brown in the UK, um, our most successful mind reader mentalist, mm. he's very outspoken against psychics and that kind mm. of thing. But then has done more to to boost the sale of NLP courses and general sort of psychology Jedi. Yes. Than, and yes. I, I have huge arguments with him. Why, why is why is propagating one? bag of bollocks so much more noble than, than, than the other. NLP, neurolinguistic programming. So, so nothing t- like psychology. Explain to our listeners what, well, how would you describe NLP? Because they, uh, they probably know what I think of it. But. NLP is, uh, you know, these two chaps, Band and Grinder, um, came up with. It's, it's, I, I, I'd sum up NLP, in the, it's not my words, but what's, what's new in NLP isn't good and what's good in NLP isn't mm. new. It's a, it's a seemingly form of enhanced communication where mm. um, it's, it's a mixture of, 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 of doing everything you can. It's, 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 if, if, you're a, if you're a wolf and you want to get in amongst the sheep, you've got to put on a sheep's, sheep's outfit, yeah. basically. Um, people like the people <laughs> that they perceive to be like themselves. So if mm. you can do as much as you can to make whoever it is you're trying to persuade to do your bidding, mm. you can make them feel that you are the kind of person they want to be around, then, then, then that can only benefit you. I have a problem with it, again, because invariably the people who are drawn to NLP are hoping for some panacea as a sort mm. of antidote to much more fundamental social difficulties. Mm. And they think that if by, by putting embedded commands into sentences, if, you know, and saying, if you, like me, want to go to the cinema... Yes. Like, did you hear? I just said, if you like me... Yes. Oh, it's that, that, yeah, um, it's... it's <laughs> listen, whatever gets you through. Personally, I think because it, it sounds scientific. Like, um, it, absolutely, it's got that neuro-linguistic programming. Yes. <laughs> programming. Yes. It sounds yes. like computers absolutely. and neuro. That means brain. Yeah. you're on. So yeah. it's it's unfortunately said it's not. It's really a grab bag of, of things. It uh, is. It's 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 all the sort of the sexy headline grabbing type mm. sort of psychological tricks that people think can can be applied. So if you're too embarrassed to you know uh, 
throw the bones to work out your future or, or mm-hmm. to change your personality, you may not be embarrassed at buying the, the neuro-linguistic programming handbook yeah. for only $40 or yeah. you know, yes, four absolutely. payments of um, And there's countless cases of people writing off saying they want, um, they want their NLP Master Practitioner Certificate hmm. and they're told which course they have to go on and when they say, that, well, I can't really afford the time to go on the course but here's a cheque for £180 or whatever it is, they yes. get their certificate. Yes. Which all that undermines any sort of scientific... Now, yes. this could be litigious. I, I, but no, there's <laughs> no, I have no doubt. I know this for a fact. I've got friends who've done exactly that. Mm. So, um, yes, that's what neuro-linguistic programming is. But any kind... It's, it's all part of the whole self-help thing. And, mm. uh, again, I don't think neuro-linguistic programming is the villain in this. It's just a sign of the need that exists within people yes. for some sort of panacea, some sort of... But, but why is this something I don't understand? Because I, mean, I have that too. People, I mean, people, there's been talk uh, about... People say, oh, well, you know, Richard Dawkins just really wants to believe in God, and I don't believe that. I mean, wants Richard, to believe in God. Wants to believe, really. Deep down, he really wants to. And I disagree with that. I mean, because I, I have to look for myself and say, well, I don't really want to. But if someone pointed out evidence that God existed, I wouldn't be against it. Because that's how my brain works. I, I want the evidence. I need the evidence to believe in things. Mm. Well, not believe. I don't have to believe in them when you have actual evidence. It's the whole point. It's not a belief. Uh, it's not a belief. That's As right. As Philip K. Dick says, reality is that which doesn't disappear when you stop believing it's in it. A wonderful. You said that in your mm. show tonight, and I almost clapped you then and there because it's a beautiful, beautiful mm. uh, uh, quote. Uh, it's the evidence needs to. You need to be build up evidence towards uh, learning things. So if someone said, "Here's evidence of God," I would say, "Wow, I've been wrong a long time." Uh, mm. <laughs> whoops. But that's the difference between uh, but, 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 science but, but, but based very person. happy t- to do that. Yes. that that's the scientific I'd be method. And, I'd be shocked. Yes. People are very disparaging about science. Of course, there are bad practitioners of science. Mm, of of course. course, there are. But the scientific method itself is a thing of beauty because what it says is, I, I postulate this. Mm. I believe this to be the case. This is the research I've done. Tell me why I'm wrong. Then, that's it. Yes. And. And tear it down. Yeah, That's please do. Tell. And good science is about that. And a good scientist will mm. be delighted. You learn There's no more such when thing as a, a wrong experiment. You just might not get the results you expected. Yes. And, and, and that's what science is. And then people will say, but there's, there's things in life that just can't be proved. Well, mm. that might be, but there's plenty that can be proved as well. So people say, doesn't explain the why. But why is a human construct? Mm-hmm. Uh, why? Why require someone to answer the que- ask, ask, ask the question? Why? Mm-hmm. I mean, without a sentient creature, there, there is no why. I mean, it's, it's, it's very odd to even ask that question. Like, it's like asking what's before time. Yes. Well, there wasn't anything before time. It was, mm-hmm. didn't exist. I'm waving my hand. I'm getting excited. Do you? Um, and like a scientist is trying to make it clear, and but unfortunately, obfuscates himself. Because mm-hmm. someone might say they've worked out your trick. Mm-hmm. So, and people and people who are much better than me can sit and go, well, yeah, blah, 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 blah. Do you ever, once again, ask if you can or not, uh, do you ever set up a trick that looks like it's done in a certain way, but you actually do it in a whole different way? As in the, oh, that's the obvious way I did it, but I, you proved that I, I couldn't. In the, in the first show that you saw, I don't even remember, I um, did this sort of pseudo recreation of an experiment, which it, it isn't really at all. But basically, I... I get three spectators up on the stage and one of them picks one of the Zener cards, the shape cards. One of them oh, picks yes. a playing card and one of them picks a word from a dictionary. Mm. And I tell them one by one what they've chosen and as the audience are applauding, I, I encourage them perhaps to stop because, frankly, nothing I've done there would appear to me psychic and I explain mm. how each thing could be very easily yeah, done. Yes, yes. And then just as people are going, oh, I hit them with something that shows 
that I knew all of this before any of it had happened, and the, mm. th- the, the explanation I've just given you can't possibly explain so, so what I've now that. just done. Yeah. So you sort of, it's a sort of sucker gag, as it were. You, 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 you draw people in, make them get all comfortable, think they've got it, and then yes. slap. Um, okay. I, when you said earlier, though, that you do your tricks to baffle people and make them believe something, mm. I kind of hope that I do what I do, baffle people by, by all means, but perhaps make them stop believing something. Because if I'm saying, look, I can do this stuff and I'm not psychic, mm. maybe you want to consider it before you give $80 to that psychic next time. Sure. Because, oh, okay. Um, using your... Yeah. Using your abilities for... Yeah, so... I, yeah, it's, it's very hard to be objective about how what you do is perceived. And, of course, it's mm. not perceived in the same way by any two people. Mm. Different people come in with but their own... Your intent's important, important. Sorry, your intent is important, though. I mean, if you... Yes, of course, someone could say, no, well, he obviously, Philip Escoffi is psychic. He mm. has to be because yes, my, no my spirit could do that. guide told me or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but that's not your intent. No. You're, you're saying on this podcast, that is not your intent. Yeah, absolutely. And mm. they, they, but they, they came in with that belief, mm. and they took everything that I did that reinforced that belief and quietly ignored everything I did that suggested that belief might not be valid. Um, but again, I'm not out to convert anyone to my way of thinking or to mm. change their beliefs, really. I, if, if, if it provokes thought, that's lovely, but fundamentally it's an entertainment, what I'm doing on stage. Okay. Uh, that, that's the purpose of it, to yes. make people have a, have a nice time. And, and, so and you don't feel responsible? No. And, and you feel you shouldn't feel responsible? Obviously. No. Yeah, that's not your job. Um, no, I'm, I'm, yes. I'm a Darwinist. Fair enough. If I shouldn't be doing what I'm doing, eventually it'll stop. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, that's awful, because suddenly Hitler's okay, isn't he? Um, <laughs> <laughs> also, I mean, that, 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 down that line, of that's where John Edwards goes as well. Oh, obviously, if, you know, if, if, if it was... If, it was bad, it would stop. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you absolutely. Be careful. But I know yeah. what you mean. I, I, I can understand what you're saying there. But it's entertainment. You are, you have to put yourself forward as an entertainer. Yes. And I'm very clear when anyone does approach me, and I get this mm. a fair amount after a show saying, listen, I've lost my son four years ago. Oh, really? And I was wondering if there's a, I am incredibly quick to say, I'm an entertainer. If there's something that's truly troubling you, you need to go and see your GP and mm. get referred on to the, to the appropriate person. I'm not a medic, I'm not a qualified anything, mm. um, and I'm certainly in no position to be going anywhere near this sort of stuff. Yes. But that person's need to believe was there before they saw my show. They may have come yes. to see my show in the hope that that belief gets bolstered and reinforced. And unfortunately, I think some people will take some of the things I do and, and use it for that. And that saddens me slightly, but I don't... I, 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 maybe I should, but I don't feel responsible for that. Um, I think I do what I do with care... I'm not out to to humiliate or embarrass anyone, mm. and I'm always very interested to, you know, how many times have I had people come up to me saying, I know you don't believe in this stuff, but explain this. Yes. And yes. I have to listen to this vastly misremembered and embellished tale of, <laughs> of events that never happened. Yes. And, of course, and until you're there, you can't possibly explain the seemingly inexplicable phenomenon that they've experienced, mm. but... But when I have gone into depth in any of these, there is always an explanation, or there has been so far. I've not come across anything that I haven't been able to explain. Have you ever been involved in debunking? Yeah, sort of lots. Stuff? Yeah, yeah. So you actually... Oh, yeah, yeah, I did a show in the UK called Britain's Psychic Challenge, which was like pop idol for psychics. Really? And okay, I was, I, I was one of the three skeptics on the panel. Really. No, thank God. <laughs> it was horrible. Oh, really? It was ghastly. I nearly walked. 
very quickly they realised that if myself and the, the psychologist who was on the panel were, were allowed, as we've been told, to set up and design these experiments, yes. there was going to be no effect. And that makes very dull television. So they just cheated it horribly. Oh, really? Yeah. So, wow. So they, they wanted to, so they thought they wanted your skills, mm-hmm. but then they didn't. Yes. That's, yeah. that's odd. Yes. And that, unfortunately... In fact, it was, it, was here. it was here and it was called The One. And Charmaine Wilson won it. And Richard Saunders, who's president of the Skeptics Association in Australia, was one of the skeptics on the panel. That's, yes, I, so it was, that was, okay. Yes, okay, that's, uh, I didn't realise that. Mm. So you were actually in that, you involved mm. with that. Yeah, I was one of the three skeptics on the panel. I, I should know this. What, I know. No, you really, it was eight years ago, yeah. and I've made it my business that a few people, I don't know why I'm talking about it now, I never <laughs> did it. I'm lying. <laughs> it's, so yes, um, but, you know, debunking, it's, it's not really my goal either. Um, if... If I could prove to that low-caste Indian gentleman mm. whose only motivation for getting up in the morning and scrabbling around in the dust to find something to eat is that he believes he will come back, perhaps mm. at a slightly higher level in another life, let's assume I could prove to him that his belief was wrong. To what end? Yes. We you all need to, hope. Yes, that's what, what and we want to you know, from, That's the problem but, I have with the sceptical movement, but they I'm, go around smashing things, but they don't offer anything in its place. Except... Uh, I'll argue that point for a moment because mm. uh, that ties in with so what you were saying earlier on about how uh, uh, if um, you want to know the truth though mm-hmm. uh, is that the universe like you, mm-hmm. you don't want to lie but I don't want to impose my truth on anyone else oh no 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 fair enough uh, the sceptic society I mean I, I put, okay, I, I'm not going to talk sceptic I'll talk myself as a sceptic mm-hmm. I don't go into people's houses and, and kick in the windows that's mm-hmm. not something I believe in yeah. but I am not I've reached a point in my life where I don't want to... If someone says silly things in the room that you're in and then says, mm-hmm. isn't that the truth? Mm-hmm. I have very big difficulty in going, oh, yeah, it's definitely yes. the truth. But there's a world of difference between sitting in a room with someone and saying that's the truth and then writing a book which which is designed to tell millions of people how wrong they are about what they believe without okay. any kind of... without any. But they can choose to read it or not. Absolutely, they can choose to read it or not. It puts because I mean, there's, there's a lot of books. The, the, the other maybe emulating your enemy doesn't make you right, <laughs> but there's a lot of there's a lot of books and things in, uh, for the guff and yes. for the woo. And I'm against them too to a certain sure, extent. Right. Um, it's, it's 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 whether you shove a hook in someone's mouth and drag them, mm. or whether you, you 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 quietly sort of encourage and and carry them or or, or, or assist in it. Well, you you see where I'm heading with yes. it slightly. Um, and I feel that the sceptics, as a rule, are are more sort of incensed than they are sort of genuinely seeking to shed. To, it, mm. I, I, I don't. I, I, I'm a big admirer of James Randi and Richard Dawkins, but I do mm. not think they are the most efficient ways of making the points they want to make. They invariably are preaching and talking to a room full of people who all believe exactly what they believe. Oh yes. That's I don't think their outreach is particularly well, successful. Especially um, uh, Richard Dawkins came to Australia and, and talked to skeptics. Mm, that's and, right. And, and really, it was, it was, it was a congregation. Yes, to be it, honest. Was. Uh, it was. A it's as evangelical as any religious yes. event I've seen. But I don't blame Richard Dawkins for that particularly, personally. Well, people still say strident whether he pushes a point. And I, I kind of go, is he really that strident? I mean, no, no, it's people, not that he's People keep coming to his house and going, well, come, well, they invite him on shows and say, so well, tell us why you don't believe in God. And he explains. And they go, why are you daring to say this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He invited me to the show. Like, you know. Yes, um, absolutely. Um, as I think Ricky Gervais recently said after the whole foo-ha with his award ceremony, if you, oh, were, yes. if you invite a hammerhead shark round for dinner, don't be surprised when it eats your guests. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... 
Yes, I take that point that, you know, Richard Dawkins isn't necessarily going out there, but, but if his mission is truly to spread some kind of alternative to the, 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 the majority of, mm. of, of pro sort of theistic doctrine that, that exists, I don't know that he's necessarily... It's, it's, it, I don't know if that is his goal. Mm. I, I think the worst thing that could possibly happen to Richard Dawkins, certainly in terms of his lecture circuit, is that somebody proves that God doesn't exist once and for all. <laughs> what, of course. What, what the f*** is he going to do tomorrow morning? That, yes, that's, that's, yeah, that's very, very true. He, he has made a, a, a lot of money out of it. Um, and I can't criticize that too much because I'm, I'm making money doing what I do. Mm. But I, I see myself as an entertainer, first and foremost. If, 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 as I say, it provokes a bit of thought amongst people and they have an interesting chat in the car on the way home, great. But um, I wouldn't press the button that gets rid of all psychics. I wouldn't... I, 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 do you think there's a place for it? For psychics, uh, well, uh, for, for a belief in that in the other world and what do you want to call it, the spiritual, the the what I'm going to call the woo. <laughs> Is there a place for it? Well, undeniably, no. it's doing very well. I don't know if you've heard. <laughs> it. I think uh, it could take off. <laughs> in an ideal world, as I say, I don't think psychics are the cause of any problems. I think they reflect the problems that exist already. Sure, they are a symptom of an existing problem. And whether that's because we're the only creatures that know we're going to die, potentially, and we don't like that fact, and, 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 and religion sort of has a, a half-baked attempt at addressing that, and science tells us very little that is encouraging on that front. Mm, mm. Um, it, 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 so in that sense, there is a place. For, for my money, I'd love that everyone had had the, the, the charming upbringing that I've had with the unconditional love of two wonderful parents and mm. no great trauma or difficulty. And I feel that has left me in a much better position to just observe as things are rather than be driven by a huge emotional need that dictates that I have to believe in something. So that's just luck on my behalf that, mm. I, 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 that, 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 was the, that was the sort of the incubator that I came into this world in. Who am I to say, going back to our, 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 our friend in India who's, who's, mm. who's, who's got a, a slightly tougher life than me, the, the woo isn't a good thing. And I think with that interesting insight, we're going to call it a quits. I think, uh... Quits, you make it sound like a battle. It's a battle, I Damn you, Philip S. Coffee, <laughs> next time you've won this time. I, I, I think these kind of discussions are nice because it, it's, it's, it's just... It's just putting more stuff out there and somebody might listen to this and it just might make them think about something in a way they hadn't thought about mm -hmm. it. It might make people think, as a result of that, I believe more in psychics, I think. And that's fine too. <laughs> I just want people to consider things. Yes. Um, really. I think that... I've met some very, 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 very nice psychics. Mm. Really good people. Mm. I don't agree with the word they believe. Mm. Um, they're not bad people. But they're not, they're not bad people. people. And I've, met, well. some, I've mm. met some atheists who are right arses. Oh, yes. So it's... I don't think it's your belief in psychics or not that determines whether you're <laughs> the kind of person I want to get trapped in a lift with. Mm. I think it's much more about whether you're kind. I think kindness is the great underrated thing. Kindness is, is, kindness is the future. <laughs> I, I really do think that. Maybe some of the people that are going to see psychics, as a direct result of that, haven't gone out and kicked a cat or murdered someone or abused someone. Wouldn't it be great if that could be the case without them going to see somebody who believes in something that we both feel fairly sure doesn't exist? Yes. But isn't yeah. the far greater problem the one about whether they go and kick the cat or murder someone, yes. whether they believe in a red Father Christmas or a blue God? That's actually a very good point, and I'm going to ruin it by going, 
what you're saying is Bill and Ted's be excellent to each other. Yeah, really do. You haven't ruined it. You've you've summed it up beautifully. And and, and before I ruin it by doing it anymore, I haven't ruined it, ladies and gentlemen. There's one interview I didn't stuff up. Mr. (laughs) Philip Scully, thank you very much. My pleasure, thank you. And uh, and, uh, God bless. (laughs) God bless us all. (laughs) You went and did another interview without me. It's the last one I've done so far, ever. But it's a good interview. It was a good interview. It is very good. I really enjoyed that. Philip Escoffi is quite a talented performer. I really enjoyed his last show that I saw when he was up here in Brisbane. Uh, he was up here in Brisbane. Queensland, Brisbane. <laughs> I, 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 saw, I was like, wait, do we tell people where we are? Yes, yes, we do. Yes. Yeah. We I, constantly say it. I, I, I liked his show when it was here in cyberspace. <laughs> Six impossible things. Uh, and six more impossible things, and they're very good. If you get a chance to see him, he's sort of mainly focused in the UK area, but he comes to Australia quite often, and I'm assuming other places as well. But Philip Escoffi, look him up. The Grey Man, sometimes he calls himself as well, so you can sort of find him and be amazed and astounded. I love it when magicians, I love it, you find out these people are skeptics. They're excellent. They spend the whole life tricking people and doing things, because <laughs> they know how the, they've seen the man behind the curtain. Yes. And so they, they're kind of like, well, this is all rubbish and so they watch all this madness and go can't, right, that's how you do that that's how you do this it's, mm-hmm. it's hard to fool a fooler uh, tr- trick a trickster Connor Con Man Connor Con Man that's a great name for a, for a uh, noir character I'm Connor Con Man see or Connor a, come in here or a Greek grocer a couple of days <sighs> it's Dan Beeston from Smart Enough Know Better and I'm on location at the latest rocket launch from a new team who have big plans Good morning, Victor. You must be very excited today. Yes, we have been working industriously for years now, and today it looks like, if the weather holds, we're going to have a great launch. This is great news. Now, it's quite rare for such a poorly funded team to be able to start their own space program. Are there any dangers involved for your team? Has there been any cost cutting? No, not at all. State-of-the-art equipment throughout. In space travel, the bulk of the cost is in the fuel it takes to get you up there. We've actually found a way to cut costs there with even better results. Really? And what's the secret? They're using homeopathic rocket fuel. Homeo... Yes! You just get a droplet of traditional fuel, and then you mix it with water. Then you take a droplet of that fuel, and you mix it with water. Eventually, your mixture is only one part per million rocket fuel, but the water retains a memory of it. Does it, man? And it costs so very little to make yourself. I'm sure it does. Excuse me, the countdown's already started. Only seconds to go. Patching through. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. We have liftoff! I'm not sure that you do. Yes, look, it's working! I don't think it is. Of course it is! It's a proven science! I'm pretty sure that that's an over-exaggeration at best. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo! There's not even any smoke. That's part of the process! Look, now there's water pouring out the bottom. I've lost it in the sun! It's still on the launch pad. Godspeed, gentlemen! This is ridiculous. Initiating decoupling, first stage. Now the water's spilled everywhere. Successful decoupling! It's forming a pond. Second stage boosters! A duck has landed on the pond. I've never felt so alive! Look, I'm going to take this interview and I'm going to dilute it down with a lot of non-air time until everyone hears it. 
I'm going to be famous! Challenge time! The competition grows ever more exciting here in episode 10. Excellent. We are both at three points. Dan Beeston. Are you sure? I thought you were on two and I was on six. No, no, you're, no remember, remember. Three all! Over. I've got two more chances to get points and you've got one. Two more chances to get points. How's that possible? 12 Wait, No, this is episode 10. This is episode 10, and I'll have another crack in episode 12. Oh, right, counting this one. Yeah. Right. Yes. So this is your fifth go. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Right. I'm ready. Limber it up, baby. Limber Hello. it up. Okay. This is not an easy one, but it's one that people will probably know. Right. Okay. So Dan Beeston. Yes. Are you ready? Your yes. Bra- are, you, are you limber in your brain? Yes. My brain is mush. Dan Beeston. You know a man by the name of Albert Einstein, or of him, anyway. Yes. That's not the question, by the way. Very talented physicist. Yes, that's right. Can you tell me Albert Einstein's famous equation and explain... That's the first part? Yeah. Tell me Einstein's famous equation and explain what the terms mean. Oh, boy. There will only be those two things in it. I will not throw in a third thing (laughs) like you do when I uh, organise it too well, I answer it. I want you to suddenly go, oh, here's a third part to confuse you. That's that's the question. Uh, What is the famous equation? What are the terms? I'm not even asking you to explain what it all means. I'm not asking you to go that deep. I'm just asking you to, what's the equation and what does the terms mean? Oh, okay. Okay. I assume, because he's a very prominent physicist, he's Mm -hmm. probably been working for many, many years on all sorts of very interesting things. No, 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 the one, the one. The The one. one, I'm not. I'm not going to trick you into something. E, obscure thing, right? Go on. Yes. E equals m c squared. Mm-hmm. Okay. Very well known, and in fact, shows up in the very first episode. The very first frame of the first episode of The Simpsons is Maggie sitting on the floor playing with blocks and spelling out that equation. Oh yes, yes. So that's a little bit of pop culture, uh-huh. uh, which I assume gets me extra credit. Uh, <laughs> Maybe. Go on. Go okay. on. So E equals MC squared. E stands for energy. Mm-hmm. So oh, I, should, I, should, I, should, I shouldn't do that. Shit. I'm going to go back. Because I'm, I'm going to have to watch his eyes, because occasionally I'm going to say something wrong, and his eyes are like... I'm, burst, covering, I'm covering my eyes now. We'll, we'll burst open with delight as he watches me fall down in a rabbit hole. I'm, 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 wearing, I'm wearing shades. But the E is a capital E, I believe, and it stands for energy. Mm. And energy equals mc squared. Now, mm-hmm. the squared, the two, mm-hmm. that means that it's c times itself. Mm-hmm. So c squared. Mm-hmm. I'll give you that. Yes, well done. Yeah. That's, now, that's math. Okay. Now, <laughs> energy equals mass times the square of the speed of light. Mm-hmm. So the speed of light is a number, mm-hmm. which is the fastest speed that light can go. Mm-hmm. And anything. Well, yeah. it's, it, the, it's, the, it's the speed limit of the universe. There, aren't, there, aren't there some particles that actually travel faster than the speed of light, but oh. they can't actually decelerate slower than the speed of light? There's tachyons, theoretical, can't act. It's, it's theoretical. So theoretical. You, you cannot get to the speed of light. That, 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 yeah. To go in a sideways thing, you can only go slower than the speed of light. You can never get to it. But there is theories that there are other particles that can't slow down lower than the speed of light. They can only get to... Yeah. Yeah, but that's theoretical. Never proven. Don't you see on Star Trek? They're part of theories, never been seen. Right. But so don't, don't worry. It's it's the speed limit of the universe. Okay, cool. So what that means is uh, mass times the square of the speed of light mm-hmm. uh, equals energy. Yes. You see, that's uh, your answer. I, I assume there's a bit more because it's probably well, a bit I more. Asked, I asked for the term. term. I asked, I asked for the, the, for the formula, and I asked for what the terms mean. Okay. That's your answer. E is mass times. Energy. Yes. Okay. Yes. So we'll go for the first one. Okay. Yeah. The first part of the question was E equals MC squared. I asked for the famous equation. Yeah. E equals MC squared. Unfortunately, you're incorrect. What? 
Totally wrong. What? In fact, everything you said then was incorrect. No, no, no. No, no, no every, everything you said was incorrect. Everything you just said was incorrect. What about the capital? Uh, the capital was correct. Wait, have you, is this a trick question? No, no. Did, it, are you talking about a different Albert Einstein? No, no, no. <laughs> Albert Einstein the butcher. No, no, that's right. So if I go onto Wikipedia mm. and I go to the Albert Einstein page... <laughs> And I go to the theory of relativity yep. and the E equals MC squared. It's not going to be there. And let, let me tell you, the uh, the audience at the moment is screaming at me that I've gone insane. But they're wrong too. You're wrong, audience. Is this... So let me tell you... This is a wh- Let me tell you what the actual formula is. Okay. E squared equals M squared C to the 4 plus P squared C squared. That's the formula. Then what the f*** is the E equals MC squared one? <laughs> It's a, it's, it's a simplified version of the actual formula. Think, what? Okay. But does it work? Because it, it works. Now think about then it. Then it counts. Think about it. No, it doesn't. It's not the actual formula. It's the simplified version. It's 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 a specific case. Because now we'll go through it. We'll go through it. You're right. E e the e squared part. Yeah. I just love. That. I I know the audience is ripping their hair out, going, "You're a madman!" But it's going yeah. to be. All they said, they're going, "Ah, suck it, Dan." <laughs> Finally, his comeuppance. <laughs> so, east. Oh, that, that means you get no points for getting the right equation because you got it wrong, which yes. I'll back up very soon. And also, you get no points for what all, all the terms mean because you only got half the terms. In fact, I'm going to take away a point because you got the entire formula wrong. What? I'm going to Wikipedia. <laughs> And we're back from Wikipedia and the internet in general, so Dan, bow to my knowledge. If you remember how this began, mm-hmm. we were using Wikipedia as the be-all, end-all of all information. <laughs> no, 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 no. To no that, was just one of our, that was just one of our wacky catch cries. No, no, no. To Wikipedia! No, no, that was what it was called. I didn't realise it, it was just called the challenge, not the Wikipedia. No, challenge. no, that the very first one. It was like we're going to Wikipedia where oh. the information is. This oh. is where the information is. Wikipedia. Ah, really? Is it? I, I found information also. Surely, if there was more information that was more correct, someone would have updated it on Wikipedia. But unfortunately, people don't understand the equation that well. That's the problem. And now, they... apparently, what Greg's done is he's gone and he's hired some actors. <laughs> To make up a whole new theory to account for momentum. I see. Okay, now, what, what we, I want to go very quickly, because it's going to take ages, but I just want to very quickly run through that equation, what it means. Uh, so E squared, we know it's energy. Yep. Energy squared equals mass squared C to the 4. So yep. it's mass times speed of light to the 4. Yep. Plus. So, so at that point, it's exactly the same uh, as E equals MC squared. But just but squared. Which is squared. Square, yeah. But yep. plus yep. P squared yep. C squared. Now, P is momentum, yes. mass times uh, velocity. So that's the, that's the momentum of the object by the constant C again, C squared. Mm. Now, that's the important thing. Why it's important and why it's not just me hair-picking is because, just go back to the one we think it is, people think E equals MC squared. Yes. Right? Just go to that one for a moment. That's fine. If you take my mass and you times it by the speed of light yep. squared, then you get my... E. Uh, Your energy. My energy, the, the amount of intrinsic energy yeah. in my mass. Yeah. Because mass and energy are inter- 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 intertwined. Well, yeah. Not intertwined, they're interchangeable. They're the same thing. Just, yes. Uh, people sometimes say that energy, I say mass is just frozen energy. Yeah. That's, that's the way of looking at it. But let me give you an example, a very important example, which, which explains why the whole theory is very important, why I'm going to push that theory. Because imagine a photon. A photon, you know what a photon is? Yes. It's a, it's a, it's a particle of light or a wave of light. It's a, yep. a wavicle of light. Now, it doesn't have any mass, does it? That's, there it is. 
there's the problem. It doesn't have mass. But it does so, have energy. So, and so we plug in zero into e equals mc squared. So E equals zero times C squared. What's the energy of a photon? Well, you can't multiply zero. You can. What? You can't divide by zero. You can multiply by oh, zero. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> so E equals zero uh, times C squared. What's E? e zero. Exactly. So you're, you're saying that a photon of light, the, the light coming from the lights right now into our eyes, yep. you're, you use that theory, what you're saying is it has zero energy. Yes. If it has zero energy, it doesn't exist. Who said that? Well, it doesn't exist. Zero energy. If it, if no, it, I, I can't see you. <laughs> because there's no... This is the only way that I'm going to... Is if I can prove that suddenly, light doesn't suddenly exist. hysterical blindness. <laughs> I, so Dan's gonna, he's a denialist. I deny the universe in any form. Uh, anything. Oh no, you can touch it. I just can't see oh, any photons. No, there's or no electromagnetic that... radiation. There's no, uh, there's no, there's, there's no gluons. There's no, uh, any sort of messenger particles between anything. That is what I am saying on our I... scientific <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I see. But if we then go to the big equation, which is a little bit confusing, so you say E squared equals M squared C squared. So the M is, the mass is zero. Yep. So that goes to zero. The first plus e, e squared equals zero plus P squared C squared. But it gets a little bit confusing. This sounds odd, and you're probably going to scream and yell at me. Now, P, momentum, is mass times velocity, but it has no mass. But what's interesting is because light can't slow down slower than the speed of light. It's yeah. always the speed of light intrinsically. It always has momentum. Light always has momentum. Mm. So it's momentum squared plus C squared gives you the energy of a photon, yes. even though it has zero mass. That's important. Or the energy of anything moving. Or anything, anything. I'm just, I'm talking, of course, I'm just talking about the photon. I'm trying to explain why it's important. It's not just hair picking to add those yeah. momentum. So you standing still mm -hmm. has a different energy to you moving because you have kinetic energy, kinetic energy, the yeah. energy of motion. That changes the equation of energy in, yeah. this, in the system. That's why E squared equals M squared C to the 4 plus P squared C squared is the actual formula, not E equals MC squared. Okay, so E equals... So to sum up, equals mc squared is only for objects at rest. The intrinsic energy in an object that's got momentum must also be considered, and that's what the rest of the equation yes. and does. If and if you'd said e equals m zero. to the zero squared c squared, m to the, m to the subscript zero, yes. I would have had to have backed off. I would have gone, you've, you've caught me out, because that would be mass, well, the zero, zero velocity mass. See, well, I, I, you, see I, you shouldn't have to say zero. It's implied that it's zero. No, no, you because you don't say it. That's what a zero is. No, no, no. That's, that's, that's not true. Oh, my goodness. You've just totally recanted uh, <laughs> thousands of... Hundreds of years, hundreds of years of mathematics that the that the good Arabs discovered, like the Arabic numerals, the number zero. Yes, they discovered. That's like for a long time. <laughs> Europe said, didn't even, "Oh like, yeah, like the number zero is so important." <laughs> so I I am going to be nice. Now, let's I mean, remember. Nice. This is Wikipedia, that's, which is where we've been going. Okay. The, that's the end result. So therefore, you watch your little YouTube video with your <laughs> actors telling me about this momentum rubbish. <laughs> and the fact that light but, works. They're explaining how light they works. They don't even mention that on Wikipedia. It's, uh, it's true. They, should, they, they really should. Wikipedia should be updated. We should quickly get a summon and Let's update. call them and get them to update well, it. You just update it yourself. You can update, what? You can update what? Video. This is madness. <laughs> I was going to give you negative one. Because you technically failed the whole thing quite horrifically. I, I mean, really, you really dropped the ball. I mean, really, like, like, oh my god, like, I, like, it, it was kind of like watching a horse break a leg and like struggle like across a desert. It was terrible, terrible. Uh. Uh, He's, he's saving all this up. He's looking at me. Yeah. He's saving it all up. For the See, I just, I've just got this idea for next time. <laughs> and I'm like, 
oh, that's far too hard. No one would ever get that. And now it's it, now it's back in my list. <laughs> so I I'm because go- you said that and I'm scared. I, <laughs> I'm going to say zero points. Zero points. Not negative one points, which I could really give you, but I think it'd be a bit rude to say something you didn't know, maybe if you thought about it. <laughs> you see, if it had appeared on Wikipedia, I would have happily accepted negative one. Right. But the fact that it's not even on there. Yeah, but it should be. It should be. Yes. It's I, not, and to be honest, it's not in it's not in high school physics textbooks, yep. and it's not in basic university physics textbooks either. Yep. It's something that I, I've had to learn by myself later, much later than my, my from training. From a single YouTube video. No, 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 not from Filled a with actors. Not... <laughs> That's just the one I showed you to show it to you. So, because it's easy, it's got, it's got light, it's got movement. You see the nice people talking. You love people moving and talking. It's what you're I about. do love people moving and talking. That's, so that's... I, generally, I like anything moving and talking. <laughs> Little bears. So there you go. Zero points to you, Dan. We're still three and three. Three and three. One opportunity each to continue on. <sighs> um, good morning, Dr. Wilson. Good morning, Buzz. What seems to be the problem? I I had a bit of an accident this morning. It's a bit embarrassing. <sighs> if you'll just have a look. Oh my. It seems well and truly stuck. How did this happen? Well, I was working in the garden. You know, pollinating flowers. And suddenly she came up from behind me. Scared the shit out of me. And before I realised what had happened, I'd... I plunged my stinger straight into her hand. And now you're embedded in her. Uh-huh. Does it hurt when I do... <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That's actually really sensitive. I-, I can feel that all the way up my abdomen. I'm sorry, Buzz. There's no easy way to tell you this. Your barbed sting has become irrevocably wedged in an elastic-skinned mammal. Oh, man. So how do I get it out? I'm... I'm sorry, Buzz. We don't yet... Have a treatment. What? What? No, you... You mean I'm stuck like this? There are ways to live with such a condition... No, no, get me out of her! Uh, Buzz, calm down. It's very important you don't pull get on... Get me out! Uh, Buzz, for God's sake, don't pull on us! Ah! Jesus, call the ambulance! Oh, God, it's come off! Christ, his digestive tract has come free! Put it back in! Put it back in! Curse! Get me 0.1 milligrams of morphine, stack! Uh, I'm, I'm scared, Dr. Wilson. I, I'm here for you, Buzz. Tell my wife. I love her. She's got a thousand other husbands. I, I think she's going to be okay. Are you familiar with Eliza? Uh, I, I never met her officer. i never seen her ever. And, and what she says, I wasn't there, whoever it was. The computer program. Oh! The computer psychiatrist. Not the, not the 19th century prostitute. No. No, Don't whereabouts you. unknown. <laughs> yes. Wait, I, who's the time traveller? Uh, you, you are. Yes, yes, officer, he's the time traveller. Son of a... Uh, yes, I know about Eliza. It's the it, it echoes back what you say to it and asks you questions based on your answers. So for what seems like you're actually talking to a real human being, mm. oh, very simplistically, but yes, it's been around for ages, like since the 70s. Or yeah, like yeah, ages. I got very keen because uh, when I first got my Sound Blaster card back in the <laughs> mid 80s, there was a. You don't even buy sound cards anymore. Isn't it all built into the motherboard it, nowadays? Oh, well, you've got one built into the motherboard, but everything you plug in's plug, got a sound card. Oh, this yeah. little thing, like this thing, this thing's got a sound card in it. He says, waving around. 
matchbox thing. The mag- magic device. Hooks up thing. between the mixer and the computer. Uh-huh. Own sound card. Your microphone has a sound card in it. Oh, okay. That's how you plug it into a USB the, the port. One, the one you runs. refuse to use. One that you won't ever use now. Just sits there looking forlorn and unloved. Yeah, that one. <sighs> right, good. Okay. Like he does look forlorn, he doesn't does. it? He does. His little head's bobbed oh. forward in this sort of desultory fashion. Yeah, yeah it's good. At any rate, with our yeah. sound card, there was a thing called Dr. Spazzo, who was basically Eliza, but hooked up to text-to-speech program. Oh, okay. So Eliza could you, talk could, to you. you could type in and Dr. Spazzo would what are you respond doing? back. What are you doing, Dave? No, not quite that hostile. Oh. Creepy. But at any rate, so this is one type of artificial intelligence. Mm. Not uh, really. It's not artificial intelligence. And it's not much of an artificial it's, intelligence. It's, it's, it's you, it wouldn't pass parroting. a Turing no. test. No, that's right. But then all intelligence is a kind of parroting and learning. It's not, but it's, it, not, it's not learning anything. It's not learning anything. It's just, it's just unless it, your comp version is more complicated, it's merely looking at the one before and copying it and sending it on. Yeah. It's not learning a thing. Yeah. It's, so it's, you can't, not really artificial Well, it, it would actually learn stuff, and it would c- oh. come back to stuff that you said earlier. Oh, yeah, okay. So it would start off, and it, it would actually build up a little library of mm. information about you mm. and then try to parrot it back occasionally. Yeah. Uh, it was a very, very, very simple form of how artificial... It gives you an idea about how... If it how, makes you feel better, okay, we'll call uh, it artificial fine. intelligence. It's no Night Industries 2000, but by God, it'll do for Dan. No. But the, the thing is, people say, oh, okay, sure, you know, artificial intelligence. C- computers can do fascinating things like mm. do numbers yes. and such, and they can pretend to be intelligent, but they'll never... It's like many people I know. They'll never hey! get the, they'll never get the right. human intel- the, the human experience. They'll never be able to paint great pictures. Mm. They'll never be able to write wonderful novels or write mm. jokes, mm. and they'll never be able to write music. But you're right. No, I, I disagree with that. I think it's, it's coming very quickly to the day where... You're right to disagree with Ooh. it. Because <laughs> even a decade ago, there was a computer program that was designed to make jokes. Oh. And the very first joke that it came up with was, what sort of tree is best in the winter? What sort of tree is best in the winter? A fir tree. F-U-R. Oh, that's very clever. Yeah. So oh. uh, Yeah. It's kind of like, it's kind of like a, what a three-year-old would say to you. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so I mean, well, it's a written joke, obviously, but, you know, computers, <laughs> text. Anyway, at any rate, I have got a song that was written by a Oh, the joke-telling machine? No. Oh. <laughs> that would just be a rim shot. That is- <laughs> There is a program called Emily Howell, and she writes music, and she has passed the musical Turing test. Mm. So why don't we have a quick listen to that?
That's fascinating. That's yeah. a really fascinating song. You know why it's re- why I find it really fascinating? Why is that? It sounds like it's written by a computer. Yeah, it does. It it, it follows patterns yeah. that build and build, but there's no at no point is there a, a, a denouement or, or surprise. Like bam, you go, oh my god, you get caught mm. out by. And look, I'm not trying to put it down. Like yeah. haters, haters got to hate. Uh, but, <laughs> but but it, it, there's something. It, if you just played me what I said, it would play by a machine. I would no, I would not have guessed that. Yeah. Definitely not. But I would have guessed it was composed by someone who wasn't very proficient at composing because it was quite simplistic. Yeah. You had a simplistic, and then you had that ding, 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 and that was simplistic to me. There was a pattern going round and around and around, and it didn't end really. It just kind of faded out. Yeah, it's very interesting, but it, it didn't. It didn't. It, it was lots of platforming, no tilt. Yeah, and so there was no. Like you could, you know, dun 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 dun. Like it's tough. The, bam, the, way, the computer was smart enough to write a lovely melody, mm. but it wasn't smart enough to go. You know what we need for this. Cannons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's get some cannons in here. That's right. Not at the moment, anyway. But no, what, what an interesting, interesting idea. They can play music. Although it's a more interesting idea if they learned to ask for cannons. <laughs> then you've got to start that, worrying. Yeah, so why do you want cannons? Music. Oh, okay, I'll get them for you. No problem. How about some M16s? Sure! <laughs> <laughs> You have been listening to episode 10.0 of Smart Enough to Know Better. The podcast of science, comedy, and ignorance, which I probably should have said at the start, not at the end. Uh, oh, look, I'm sure everyone who starts listening will get to the end of it. The people who are coming back through time when the universe starts to crunch down and coming through from this end, you've just heard you listening to the start of the podcast. Any tachyon-based life forms <laughs> out there. Come talk to us. Very quickly. Well, backwards. Backwards. Slowly, time, whatever. Or simply send us an email. <laughs> at dan at smartenough.org. Or greg at smartenough.org. Jump into the forums <gasps> if you would want to talk about superheroes and how that they could solve the floods. Or how There's... angry you are that I made Dan look foolish about E equals MC squared. Yes. yes, yes. Yeah, jump in there and tell him just how wrong he is and say, hey, you know what? Maybe Dan deserves a whole point. <laughs> Yeah, feel free to jump in and do that. <laughs> no one ever has. You've asked that what, three oh, times. I Not know. one person has left to your defence. You're know. the pariah of smart enough to know better. Is there anything more to say? Everyone have a brilliant life. Jeez, that sounds <laughs> penultimate. Oh, I, I see you. Need. No, it's not over. Oh God. See you in two weeks. <laughs> We cut most of that down, I suppose. Once again, cut most of that. Yeah, cut it all. Cut it all. Let's re-record. Stop it. Just raise nine. We'll do nine again. Make you feel part of it. Heaven forbid I bring something interesting to the podcast. (laughs) You haven't in the last couple of interviews. Oh, you (laughs) son of a... Answer your interviewer at ease by telling my editor will stitch you up at any possible available (laughs) opportunity. He will. Don't again. Uh, no, I've done that, sorry. It's three in the morning and my brain just passed out. Uh, my, it's like a dolphin. Half my brain wakes up and goes, what's going on? <laughs> the other half's like, no, we got a podcast to do. Uh, Pod, d